Welcome to the Townsend Timeout. Today's guest is associate women's basketball coach Dan Chapla of Western Illinois University. Welcome to the show, Coach Chapla. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself? I am currently the associate women's basketball coach at Western Illinois, former coach at William Woods, where I got to know you a little bit. And I was there for 11 years. Prior to that, I was the head coach at Culver Stockton College, uh, NAI school in Canton, Missouri, for six. And prior to that, I was at Ottawa University as an assistant coach on the men's side. I was at Central Missouri State, where I got my master's on the men's side. All in total, let's say about 20 years I've been coaching. I was a head coach for 17 years and now kind of stepped back a little bit, been the associate head coach, and have kind of enjoyed that. Originally from Colorado and married a Missouri girl, so that kind of makes me a Midwestern guy. Got two kids, got a daughter who's 14, Ivy, who's grown a lot in the last year and a half. She's taller than me now. And then my son, Luke, who is in fifth grade. So life is great. Can you describe how it's like going from the head coach at William Woods to being an associate coach at Western Illinois? The main reason I'm here, I mean, the head coach is J.D. Gravina. He's going on his ninth year. And J.D. and I go back. I've known him probably for almost 20 years. I mean, when I was the head coach at Culver Stockton, he actually was a high school coach and came to work a couple of my basketball camps. And he just got a college, always wanted to be a college coach. He went to McPherson, Quincy University, and now he's at Western Heat. I mean, what an amazing story that was. That's really the main reason I've known him. We've always talked. He was probably the one Division One contact I talked to quite often when I was at William Woods. Never had thoughts of becoming a Division One coach. That wasn't necessarily my goal, but the circumstances just worked out. The timing's never great, but it was, you know, I felt like at the end of the day, I uh, may never get that opportunity again. And so the biggest difference, you know, obviously resources, obviously 15 full rides at the Division One level. You know, you're just working with better athletes, better players. But the game itself does not change. The teaching of the game does not change. We just have a few more bells and whistles, to be quite honest with you. And those things are nice, but I suspect I'm even now I'm getting used to it a little bit. But I think what it does do for me certainly makes me appreciate every little thing we get here because I've been at the NAI level and I've had to do without for many years as a head coach and had to fundraise and do a lot of those things. So I guess I appreciate every little thing at this level that we get maybe I didn't have before. How has your experience from coaching the NAIA transitioned to the NCAA? Well, I was fortunate. I had some really great players at William Woods. I had several kids that I think probably could have played for us here at Western Illinois. I mean, Casey Terrell was a kid. I'm telling you flat out. I mean, she could have played in the Summit League where we're at right now. I mean, I don't know if that, as I said, now, just the difference, though, is we have a lot of those type of kids where, you know, we always had a couple when I was at William Woods. So just the depth is a lot better. The recruiting, boy, you start a lot earlier here. I mean, you start talking to kids in ninth and 10th grade. That changed a little bit where I normally didn't start focusing until kids were juniors in high school at the NAI level and didn't have the resources. I mean, I'm one of four people on our staff that are all full-time. It's just the ability to do more things, you know, at this level by having four coaches that are all can recruit and divide up the work where at William Woods I had great GAs, by the way. I definitely want to mention that. But only had two, and they were part-time a lot and working and doing those things. So it's just having those resources, I think, is the biggest difference. 
How has COVID-19 impacted your job? Well, it's been a crazy year for all of us, hasn't it? I mean, you know, obviously it's just something we none of us have been through. So the shutdown, the nice part is for me is I got my feet wet at the Division One level. We had the entire year. Basically that next week after our conference tournament, we kind of shut down. And so at least luckily for me, I was able to go through a full year and see how the process works and get an understanding of it and working with JD and all of that. And then, you know, usually that type of a little bit of a downtime from March to May the hardest part is we were shut down from a recruiting standpoint. Well, still are. That, to be quite honest, with you, is the biggest challenge now. They're not even allowing us out until January. And I looked at it like it was things that were out of our control. And so, to be honest with you, I was able to spend a lot more time. I've been home a lot more than my wife maybe likes. But I did get to, you know, spend more time with our family and just try to focus and catch up on some personal things, you know, and try to enjoy the time. I mean, you really, you can only control what you can control and not worry about it. I'm just fortunate we're back now. We haven't even played together as a team. We're still working in pods. We don't start official practice until October 14th, so we got a couple more weeks. But, I mean, what's crazy, and I don't know how it is at William Woods, I mean, we have not even been together and had a team meeting where all 14 players are together. That's just how crazy the year has been. And so we're working in pods just in case somebody were to get it that that entire pod would be shut down and not the entire team. And so that's kind of what we've chosen to do. And I think that will change coming up here next week. I think we're going to be allowed to do some things together, but that will be the first time. So it's just been, you have to adapt. There's so many things, like I said, you can't control, and you just got to be willing to go with the flow, as they say. And I think I certainly work for a guy who's been able to do that really well. Speaking of COVID-19, there was a video circulating around everywhere, including sports nation and sports center could you go into a little bit about that video and what the reaction has been and did you think it was going to get that big oh my no veronica i'm not the last person in the world to ever have a viral video right so i mean i'm on social media from a recruiting standpoint i read it like everybody else i don't post a lot of things i mean that's just kind of how i've been but i do love reading it so anyways you know, we were sitting here for a couple of weeks, and my son's always kind of a pain at times, and he's always dribbling by me and doing things 10-year-olds do. And I had just happened to tell my wife to film this because I was going to catch him outside. And we just caught it at the perfect moment, and I threw it to – and I sent the video to some friends before I put anything on there. And they, like, encouraged me to throw it on Twitter, and so I did. And the next thing I know, I mean, my just phone was blowing up. It's the first time, obviously, that had ever happened. I mean, my wife put it on Facebook, and then it just took off. Well, I think last time we checked it, it had over 10 million views. And several companies tried to call and try to buy it. And my wife and I just decided not to sell it. And I didn't even care. And I don't think there's that much money to be made. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. It didn't really matter. At that point, it, we just felt like we weren't going to give it to anybody. That happened back in April, and then it went viral again, kind of, I think, you know, I don't know, in August at some point, my phone was blowing up again. And here's the fun part of it was really my family and I would sit at while we're eating lunch or something during that time we were all shut down and we would just read through the comments and we would just a lot of them were making fun of me which I thought was funny and we kind of had fun with it that way didn't take it too seriously so we did a guy from ESPN did call and ask and I saw that it was on and so and then the other thing is some people that I haven't seen or talked to in 20 years kind of got in touch with me and I think that's probably one of the best things that's come of it is I just reconnected with some old college friends and things like that so it was fun it was just a lot of fun to be honest with you one of the things that I saw even at our games at William Woods is that you seem to value family really much so what does your family mean to you 
it's everything. Probably don't tell them that enough, to be quite honest with you. But, I mean, my wife has endured a lot. I mean, I was the head coach of Culver Stockton for six years. We moved to come down to Fulton. She's from northeast Missouri, so I moved her away two and a half hours farther away. We had had Ivy at that time, and then we had Luke while I was the head coach of William Woods. And she's always been a huge supporter. Couldn't have done it without her. Loved having my kids around the gym, around the game. You're around young women that are positive role models, in my opinion, was the best thing. And to get to know our kids, several of them throughout the years have babysat, and just having them have that influence to see college athletes and to, and to get to know them at a young age, I think that's important. Luke is one that uh, Ivy's playing tennis right now. She played a little bit of basketball, but I'm not sure she really took to it. The pandemic has kind of hurt in terms of just youth sports a little bit, but Luke has a chance to be a pretty good player if he wants to, and he's always been around it. And, you know, I attribute that to being in the gym, being at practice, doing all those things that coaches' kids get to do. So I feel very fortunate for that. What is your advice for parents that are in the COVID-19 pandemic era at this point? I wish I had some. We're just trying to figure it out as well because, you know, I was just talking about my son Luke and, you know, it's important for him to get outside, do some things. It's difficult. You know, the last six months has been crazy. Now that we've never went through it before, but, I, you know, he's on video games all the time. You don't know how much. You, as a parent, you worry, is it too much? What is that fine line when that's all seemingly what he wants to do all the time? So that bothers us. We try to get him out, you know, playing. But it's been hard in terms of not having any organized sports. So my wife's done a great job. Luckily, she works at home. And so, you know, we're only going to school two days a week here in Macomb. And then the other three, you know, one of the days they're online. But the other two, a lot of it's just a lot of homework. And we're very fortunate that my wife has some flexibility to be able to help them and make sure they're doing what they're doing. But I, I'm like a lot of parents. I wanted to get back to the school five days. Like, and I don't know how it is in Missouri. It may be back. You know, we can't wait for that time to happen because they need to be in school but they need to be safe is there anything else you like to add players will drop me a line every now and then i stay in touch they don't stay in touch with all of them obviously but a lot of them that i do every now and then i wish i got to hear from them more but that's really why we do what we do and william woods is great i'm not sure i'll ever have the success i had there but i felt like also i probably did everything that i could do there and i got this great opportunity to come here and, and so far it's been great you heard that buzzer. That means we have to wrap up this week's show. Thank you, Coach Dan Chapla, for being our guest this week. And check Twitter and my website to see in the near future who my next guest is going to be. Until then, this is Veronica Townsend signing out for the Townsend Time Out.